It's In Goal Radio, the podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Shop, source for sports, thehockeyshop.com, Craig Anderson. He's been around a long time, into his early 40s, so long that he was a player during the lost season and also uh, went through another work stoppage, or these numbers would be even more exaggerated than they already are. And he is one of our favorite guests because he gets right into the meat and potatoes, the minutia of goaltending and just talks like a regular human being throughout the whole thing. Uh, so I can understand it and Woody can understand it and Hutch can understand it. We're at three different levels of this whole thing. Uh, and we have also got uh, the Sensorina feature interview with Craig that uh, will deal with his future and uh, and dial down uh, that road uh, a little bit as we bring in the co-founder of Ingoal Radio, the podcast at Ingoal Magazine, Kevin Woodley. How are you, Woody? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am running around as you are. It's we're back into the season. Like I said, I love being in the ranks. We 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 touched on that last week. Back in the rooms, talking to the guys about their gear, about their game, about what's going on around them. But it does get a little busy. So this is going to be a quick and tight uh, edition of the In Goal Radio podcast because we both have to get to the ring for another game day, Darren. It's uh, it's been fun, but it's been busy. Not complaining, but. Uh, Not a lot of extra hours in the day. And it kind of reminds me of life at the hockey shop right now. Um, Thehockeyshop.com will continue to operate throughout. But the folks that run the hockey shop store are busy right now getting ready for a move. Last day at the Surrey location will be November 14th. First day at the new location will be November 19th. And again, for those of you that listen from afar and shop only through thehockeyshop.com, they will have their inventory accessible. They will be able to ship quickly. They will be taking orders online throughout while they transition to the new store. But I'm excited, Darren, to show off the new store because once they're in there, we will be too. Our first gear segment coming out of uh, that move will be a quick look as they get everything set up at the exciting new store. 35,000 square feet of, of, well, I guess it's not all goaltending greatness. I try to get them to give us the whole store, but... They're going to be a good chunk for the goalie section. I'm looking forward to sharing it with our listeners. Well, what do you think the biggest uh, thing that people will notice when they go into the new location without giving it all away? Well, I can't give it all away because honestly, they've kept it secret from me. Ooh, I don't get to go until they're open. Um, honestly, I think to me, the biggest difference is not having our own floor. Like as much as it's mm. going to be bigger and better. Having your own floor down in the basement, the lower level, having that being dedicated to goaltending was kind of cool. So you might have to rub shoulders with players, um, but hey, we have to get changed with them in the locker room too. It won't be that bad, Uh, but I'm excited. I know they have some really cool um, technology coming. Not all of it's going to be ready out of the gate uh, in terms of sizing, seeing yourself in the equipment after you put it on. Um, some really cool features that are coming. So really excited to bring that to you, not just as they open, but as they get settled, what they call a soft launch on November 19th, Darren, as they get everything in and they're open. But then as they start to build out and get all the all the little bells and whistles lined up, I can't wait for the grand opening that will follow after that. So there's just lots of exciting things. Season's on. I'm excited about hockey. I'm excited about the hockey shop and thehockeyshop.com. And if you live anywhere near here, and let's be honest, we've seen visitors from Seattle, Calgary, like people drive a long way. People fly Australia. Australia, fly in for tournaments just to go to the hockey shop, see Cam and get fitted for the latest or just the best for their game goaltending equipment. That's where we go. That's where you should go. Make sure you check them out, thehockeyshop.com. Or if you happen to be in town after November 19th at the new store in Langley. 
Gear segments coming up brought to you by The Hockey Shop, uh, source for sports at thehockeyshop.com, talking anchor pegs. Uh, we also have Craig Anderson in the green room right now, and we're going to speed over to him in just a little bit. Uh, these feature interview brought to you by Sense Arena. But uh, some stuff going on, uh, passing October into November and a very special date uh, for us at In Goal. Uh, so a couple of things there, really busy month. We come off October. Big thanks to October Saves. Uh, uh, also a massive thanks, John Bastoni, and I, I hope I said that right, uh, of Bastoni Goaltending for stepping up, contacted us on the final, final couple of days of the October Saves campaign and said, hey, I'm a longtime subscriber, so I can't really buy a new subscription and contribute to October Saves. But what I would like to do is buy 10 one-year what? subscriptions for the top 10 USA fundraisers. Make sure they got a one-year subscription to Ingle Magazine, and that way half the money, as all of our new subscriptions did in the month of October, goes to October Saves. So what a great offer. What a great contribution. Wanted to make sure he stepped up and helped in the fundraising cause and all the great things that October Saves does. And we stepped up and matched it with 10 subscriptions to the top 10 Canadian fundraisers. So top 10 in Canada, top 10 in the USA, you all get subscriptions to the In Goal Magazine premium product. That's how we wrap up October. Uh, an exciting month, and by the sounds of it, a great fundraising month for October Saves. We are happy to play a small role in that and eager to be more involved as the years move forward. So in addition to the Carey Price jersey, the Connor Hellebuck signed stick, uh, and all this, all the Ingol swag, uh, we've got the subscriptions going out as well. And then the calendar turns to November, Darren, and I'm barely able to get over my tummy ache from all the Halloween candy I ate. And what do you know? It's time for International Goalie Day. It was started by our own Paul Campbell. The idea floated, I think, five years ago. First day that Jacques Plante wore a mask in a game. Let's celebrate it. Um, we've done celebrations every year at ingoalmag.com, usually with feature articles. We did two things this year. And if you haven't checked it out already, make sure you do. It may be pushed down the page by articles that have gone up since, but go find our sort of free sampler. 15 articles, 15 of our favorites from Ingoal Magazine over the past couple of years, unlocked, free to anyone. If you want to get a taste, if you've listened to the podcast for years, and you haven't really you know, bought in or, or well, I guess literally bought in or checked out enough of the ingolmag.com and Ingol Premium product, now's the time to check out some of our favorite articles for free, like Mike Smith puck handling tips, Maria Mountain off-ice, Adam Francilia with some counter-rotation off-ice drills, Carey Price pro reads, Carey Price tips on, on positioning and butterfly movement. Like we've unlocked Mike Smith puck handling, we've unlocked like some good stories if you're not a subscriber, doesn't matter. Go find it online. Click through those stories. You can read them all for free now. I'll give you a taste of what Ingle Premium is all about. And then second part, for November 1st, we like to have a feature. Rather than having one, I'd been talking to a bunch of goalies about Carey Price's legacy. Obviously, he, he spoke the week before about not being sure if he'd ever play again, wanting to, and everybody does want him to come back, but maybe not. Um, so I spoke to a bunch of guys about his legacy. Uh, Little quotes here and there appeared in an NHL.com piece, but Ingold gives me the ability to build out those stories. So we have like 10 minutes of Carter Hart talking about his impact in the story. Eric Comrie, going up this morning, one from Casey DeSmith, maybe an American goaltender, but impacted by Kerry just as much as all the Canadian goalies were. So that series continues at ingoldmag.com, and that's sort of our, that's our celebration of International Goalie Day series for the year. So you're on your phone, you're listening to the podcast, 
and you got some Wi-Fi, go over to ingoalmag.com and uh, and multitask. Listen and learn and explore ingoalmag.com right now as we slide over. And again, uh, Craig Anderson is uh, ready to come on. But first, uh, we've got our gear segment uh, brought to you by The Hockey Shop, thehockeyshop.com, source for sports. And today we're talking about anchoring, not your body necessarily, but the net, which allows you so many uh, advantages uh, to play in the game, but it's a pain in the butt when those posts light off, isn't it? Yeah, it's brutal. And we've heard a lot about it, actually. A lot of stories sort of in the media about how brutal it is for goalies that are trying to learn the, the game properly at the youth levels and they don't have proper pegs. Well, guess what, folks? As usual, with everything that comes to goaltending, Cam and the crew at the Hockey Shop and thehockeyshop.com have a solution to keep your net where it's supposed to be and keep you playing. Get those referees out of your ear. Let's check in now as he explains. Welcome back to the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. We're down here in Goalie Utopia, surrounded by all kinds of great goalie gear. So why, you might ask, is there no equipment in this picture? We hit it. It's small, but important. Especially, have you had problems with your net coming off? Have you ever slide over into the post and kick your net off with your shin of your boot? Are you sick and tired of the referees saying it's your fault because the league you play in, whether it's minor hockey or adult hockey, beer league, all levels, even junior league, say it's not about the pegs, that you can't actually play goal the way you're Delay supposed to play goal. You've kicked off the post. Brutal. Seen it right Horrible up to junior call. A. Fortunately, thanks to our friends at Anchor Pegs, I've actually, I've actually sold sets to entire leagues at the junior level to try and fix this problem. The little nubby beer league, no good. These beauties will fix you up. Cam's got a set here. He's got it turned around. You see the sharp edge comes in and out. They arrive with the blunt edge down, but you turn them around, screw in the sharp edge, adjustable so you can adjust the height. We have blue versions that are plastic that I've used. You've got the Guardian pegs that you can buy that wrap the post. These are specifically game pegs for gameplay. The beauty, a little heavier, so a little more sturdy in the ice. Yes. Kind of like a traditional peg that goes into the net. The other thing is this part here on the top is a little skinnier than the blue plastic. The diameter of the post is a little bit easier to be able to slide in because a lot of the actual nets around town have had the crap kicked out of them. So the bottom's all beat. I've had it at Beer League. I Yes, I am that guy, folks. I take my own pegs to Beer League because I'm sick of the refs telling me penalty for knocking the net off when all I'm trying to do is my lame attempt at a v- RVH. Um, the thing with the blue pegs is sometimes that post gets so beat up on the bottom you can't even put it in. This solves this. So I don't know if you can do this in a minor hockey. You'll have to talk to your minor, the people at your league. Um, but beer leaguers, I know the referees love me when I bring this. If you're sick and tired of having your net knocked off, just trying to do your job and taking penalties for it, these are a beautiful solution. They'll last you damn near forever. My set in the plastic version is like five or six years old. This thing's all sturdy and metal. Anchor pegs, what are they called? The VPF2V? What, which the model is this V2 one? V2FB. I mean, I should have given him the sweater today. I mean, he's doing all the sales. Listen, let me tell you, I've actually sold. Let not, me tell you. Let me tell you. I've That's sold, a salesman's line. I've sold versions of this to National Hockey League teams. Humble brag. Look at this guy. Just because we all off. hate it. Listen, it's it happens just, in the NHL yeah. too, folks. Believe me. 
They get to some morning skates and they don't put the marsh pegs Clearly, in. Clearly, Kevin is very passionate about a set of pegs for your net. You need your net to stay on. It's a problem. This, this is your solution. And Cam has it in stock at the Hockey Shop Sorcerer Sports or online at thehockeyshop.com. Make <laughs> sure him. you check it's it out. It's all him. If you got questions, oh. I'm actually going to let him speak. If you have questions, where can they get you? Oh, perfect. 604-589-8299. Or 1-800-567-7790. He's got the facts. I've got the passion. If you want to hear rants about goalie pegs, hit me up. If you want to actually buy something that'll make your life easier, <laughs> hit Cam up at here at the Hockey Shop Source of Sports or thehockeyshop.com. Can we get a word counter on how many I got in? I think it was like five or six. Best you've ever sounded, my oh, friend. Check us out. Anchor pegs. They <laughs> will make your life so much better. Get them now at the Hockey Shop. They're awesome. <laughs> Role reversal with you guys this week on, on the gear segment, you and Cam. I did a lot of talking and I, it wasn't planned that way, but as you can tell, I'm kind of passionate about the pegs. Um, it's funny. I played, a, I had a skate the other day, um, just a, just a local group of guys, new skate starting out. Um, some guys from one of my other skates and the goalie at the other end actually ended up being a junior B goalie locally. And he saw that I brought my pegs. I'm like, don't worry, we don't have to play on beer league pegs. He's like, oh, that like he was like, yes. And he said that they had them in his league. I'm like, yeah, I know. I sold I sold your league 35 sets like five years ago. So um, the upside here is they also last, folks. They're still using them in that league. And I sold them to that league uh, five years ago because they were having the same problem. Like this is a, this is an epidemic at times like junior leagues where kids futures are being decided they're not going into the post properly because they're paying on playing on those crappy little nubby beer leg pegs and then the referee comes over and said you knocked it off on purpose like it's you know frankly it's absurd there is a solution uh we've used anchor pegs for a long time i think it's brilliant of cam to stock it in store the pegs that we just described there um, and, and make sure you check out the video so you can see them in person as always our gear segments are sort of uh, what do we call them? Simulcast on YouTube and, and Instagram TV. So you'll be able to check them out there. Um, a different version. We have sort of the tall blue plastic ones. These ones are metal. They're heavier um, and they're a little skinnier. So two things happen. One, because they're not as tall, that post is for sure going to come off if somebody goes sliding into it, right? So it's not like you're anchoring it to the point where you're risking injury for players running into the post. But two, we see the nets get so beat up at the bottom that some of the like full thickness plastic blue pegs oh, right. I go to play and yeah. I can't even get them in the net it's so it's yeah. so beat up and so this solves that problem as well so uh, they're the game ready pegs from anchor pegs at the hockeyshop.com make sure you check it out uh, I have a feeling after this gear segment they're going to sell out quickly so Cam's already reordered new inventory you know why they get beat up at the bottom I don't because uh, pro- people probably because drag players, them across the no because players put them in and they don't know how to put pegs in a net awesome. and they put the peg in the ice and then they drop the net on top and that affects the opening of the post uh where where the peg slides in See, I was wondering, that's that's that. that's why those things get bent because players are so lazy that they put the post in first and then drop the net on top so that's the beauty about bringing my own pegs and everybody can chirp me all they want for taking my own pegs to beer league um, but I also put them in. I always check with the other goaltender, like, hey, do you want these? Here's how you put them in. Because I got to make sure I get them back. We actually, our yeah. league actually bought them again. 
um, after seeing me bring them. The referees love me. They love me every time I'm there because they don't have to chirp at the goalies all the time about the net coming off, right? Like it makes it so much easier and better for everyone. I think all leagues should buy them. That the the caveat being you got to make sure you tell your referees to take them out at the end of each game because that's what happened in our league. They actually did buy them on mass and they went missing oh, pretty guys. quick. Yeah. Uh, do you bring two sets? I bring two when, sets. When you play? I, I, so I, when you switch ends, if, if it's a pickup skate and you're changing after games to five, you, you've got them at both I've ends? I've got them at both ends. I'm not going to pull them out and drag them across the ice. Like, I've got them at both ends. And, no, and I just thought you might play one game without them. Yeah, uh, no, no, one, one period without them. No, you could do that, but and no. sometimes I have to because the net's too beat up. But yeah, no, I, I bring two uh-huh. sets, and you know maybe that makes me a little extreme, and people who know my the warm-up stick stories know that, yes, I am a little extreme, but... Yeah, I've even got a set of the anchor pet or the guardian ones that have the post protector on them. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, on my Monday night skate, they started chirping me by saying that I was getting an act. My post was thicker. So they were saying that I was uh, pucks that they think were going in were just catching a piece of that. I'm like, give me a break, you guys. So I had to, but that's when I bought a second set of the, uh, of the actual standard game ready pegs and, and started using those instead. These guys are brutal, eh? as if they don't light me up enough. Oh. I love your passion. Just just like the guy that goes to the gym before everybody else and brings the rest along, that's what you do with us. You bring us along with the passion for goaltending, pal. Drag you into the fight. There we go. I'm dragging yes. everyone into this fight, and it is clearly a fight I'm passionate about. Like, again, I'm just a beer leaguer. Who really cares? But, man, when I watch these kids playing high level where there's evaluators in the stands and they can't, you know, they, they spend all summer working on their game and how to properly integrate into a post. And as soon as they do it, the net's off and the referee's yelling at them. It's absurd. Get mm. it fixed. Get yourself some anchor pegs. Get them from the hockeyshop.com. And, and I bet you goalie schools love it too, because they don't have to have four goaltenders leaning on the back of the net, stepping in the back of the net while goalies are doing their, their movements. Did you see? That's another advantage. Did you it. see that from, maybe we need to sell some to Finland, because I, I, I thought it was funny when Columbus arrived over there for the Global Series, um, there was a video and one of the goalies, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been Daniel Tarasov, who, hey, by the way, kid's a stud. Um, yeah. on the back of the net while they did goalie drills and, and somebody from the team actually put it out there like, oh, he's getting a he's getting a close up view of the footwork of the goalie in the net. And I'm like, no, he's just keeping the net on. Every goalie in the world yeah. knows exactly what's going on here. They don't have those pegs in properly. And so listen, it happens at the NHL level. I can tell you, I won't name names, but during the bubble in 2020, the Edmonton practice rink did not have proper pegs drilled into the ice. And I know a goalie who sustained a sig- somewhat significant had to come out of his series injury trying to push off a post that wasn't anchored and the post gave way and he pulled a groin. Wow. So practice facilities get these things if you don't have the already uh, plastic pegs that drill into the ice. And one more sort of testimonial for me, like if you if, like this does exist up to the NHL, you see when NHL teams do the small area games. I have facilitated the sale or helped or sold directly to, I want to say, up to at least double digits. got to be like 10 or 11 teams that I've sold anchor pegs to um, so that they, A, make sure they don't run into that problem on the road. Uh, The plastic versions are really light and travel easy. Uh, And B, when they play the small area games, again... You're not risking your goalie getting hurt because the net's not in properly. At least it's not it's not quite to a marsh peg NHL standard, but it gives you some chance, yeah. some bite of pushing off that post and and not having it go the other way. 
Yeah, and those small area games are, are huge, but uh, yeah, the, the marsh pags aren't working. Yeah, uh, exactly. Over there, you're not putting the, the reinstalling the the steel and the the because there is a, a foundation for those pegs to go in already installed in the ice. It's not like they just drill uh, and auger out uh, some of the ice. Hey, we got Craig Anderson uh, coming up uh, for our feature interview. Brought to you by Sensorina Sensorina VR. You know, Craig Anderson is as old school as they come. And we're going to get into that in the interview. And boy, have I talked to Eric Comrie and that relationship has been fascinating. Like Eric has wisely just glommed on to Craig Anderson as a guy who's more technical and is learning as much as he can from Craig. Like what a great back and forth that relationship is. I don't know that I would consider Craig Anderson a guy who's likely to go into data analysis, but he might surprise us. You can go into data analysis using the 3D replay tool on Sense Arena for more insight and receive personalized recommendations according to your stats. You're not just stopping pucks. We've, we've talked to, you know, speaking of Eric Comer, he talks about this. Sometimes he'll get sort of in the virtual net in Sense Arena and not even worry about stop pucks. He'll just sort of let them go by sort of in his butterfly at a certain position and then use the replay tool, the 3D, 3D replay, to watch from the puck perspective and see how little he would have had to move or how close those pucks are to him, you know, the ones that go by him, as well as the ones he stops. Like, it's a great tool for understanding your positioning better. And because of the stats that they track there, you can use that to sort of find where you're missing and try and dial it in further. So data analysis, 3D replay, just two of the tools that are included in every Sense Arena subscription. Um, Right up to the NHL guys are using this. If you haven't already, make sure you check it out at sensorena.com. And of course, use the InGoal magazine. I think it's InGoal50 to, to receive an additional $50 off your purchase. Um, there's no better way. Not everyone gets to get on the ice like NHL guys every day they want to. For those of us that need to fill in the gaps between ice times and practice, there's no better tool than Sensorena. How about that kind of technology? It would have been like eye in the sky thinking, wow, a futuristic uh, Flintstones to the Jetsons type uh, jump when Craig Anderson started in the National Hockey League. And it's it's here for him, a guy that's been around going on into his third decade. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just, well, we'll get into it. Like, let's let let's hear it from him. Why is he still playing? Because I had, I, I mentioned this to him. I had lunch with him when I was in Florida for a week yes. to sort of watch Roberto Luongo and be on the ice with Roberto and Robbie Tallis. Uh, Craig lives right around uh, the the practice facility there in, in Sunrise, Florida, and was out for sort of the the drop in skate, the the pro skate that goes on there. And it is like it's a pro skate, a pro skate. So Vetchkin comes up from Miami, like it's it's a hell of a skate. And just ran into him there. He's like, "Let's go grab lunch." And and he told me then, and this is back when he was still with Ottawa, that he thought it would be his last season. Well, here we are, all these years later, he's still playing. Let's hear from him why. Really excited to welcome back to the Ingle Radio Podcast, second time guest, Craig Anderson. And I got to be honest with you, Andy, I wasn't sure we were going to get you back on the show. I remember about four or five years ago being in Florida, going for lunch, and you saying something along the lines of that being your last year. And here we are, like I said, four or five years later, atop the NHL and save percentage, still kicking. So I got to ask, what keeps you going? Is it just a love for the position? Uh, yeah, I mean, the love of the game. I think 
you know, one more year has kind of been the, the, the motto every summer um, for whatever reason. Kind of a joke now with everybody there. Um, you know, just it's like, hey, Andy, one more year, right? <laughs> and and we just kind of chuckle about it. But yeah, I mean, there were some personal goals, obviously, to, to meet, and, and I got to those last year. And, um, you know, I think, you know, the, the group that is there in Buffalo with, with the staff, um and the players and just the vibe that's that's going on right now uh it was just too hard to not uh come back when you know the, they expressed interest that that they wanted me to, to come back so it's just it was like a perfect storm that just kind of came together and and that's kind of where we're at it's funny you mentioned the personal milestone sent you a note after 300 i don't know that people realize how big of a mark that is for a goaltender was that something that that meant a lot to you i remember last year at the start of the season we had yaroslav halak on and i know how important that is to him like it's a major driving thing how how big was it to you to get to that it was big it'd been out there for a while and, and obviously uh i missed a good portion of 17 i got hurt uh, i think a couple of years before that when hammond went on his like 25 win run yeah um so there was a bunch of you know things that happened in my life that, that, that didn't allow me to get there. So when the opportunity arise to, to have an opportunity to get, get there forced myself to jump at it. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's the thing. There's only whatever 30 some odd goalies have ever done it. So it's, it's pretty rare and, you know, pretty proud accomplishment for myself, but also that, you know, the family's proud of that as well. It is. It's a pretty short list. Like you said, what uh, you, know, you talked about the Sabers and how good they are as one of the driving forces here. Um, the game has changed in front of you significantly. We hear a lot about. I mean, every year I feel like the talk is about offense being up. We've seen you know the game be, become so east west, so dynamic. What? How do you see it? Like, how do you see the game evolving in front of you and the adjustments that you've had to make as a goaltender to stay on top of it? I think the biggest change in my own game is the precision of movements and limiting unnecessary excess movement. Um, you know, whatever that might be, East West plays, playing the puck, whatever, whatever you, you know, you want to break down as you watch the games more than I do. But, um, in, as I've gotten older and more experienced, you, you read, you read the play a little bit better. You recognize tendencies and habits. There's so much video on guys now that, you know, you know what team's tendencies are. You know what they're trying to do, and you know you just adjust your game accordingly. And and that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not like I was when I was 25. And you're all over the map chasing the game. And you, you as you get older, you gain the experience of letting the game come to you. And does that mean like is that as simple as you know a little less backwards flow, like you said, taking a little less ice? That's been a trend I think we've seen around the league. There's not as many guys that are are coming out on, for example, a rush play outside of the crease and retreating with it, as you said, letting it come to you. It feels like a lot of guys are just sort of staying home and waiting. And then that east-west movement is a lot shorter than it would be if, say, that lateral pass were to go through and you're a couple feet outside the blue. Yeah, I mean, goalies are are getting better at, uh, you know, reading the play. Goalies are you know, a little bit bigger than they used to be. Um, you know, you see some of the smaller goalies still have to play outside that paint. Um, but again, it's, it's reading the play. I mean, there's times when you need to play deep. There's times when you need to, to come out and attack regardless of, of the size that you are. And, um, you know, again, that's just, I think the goalies have just gotten better and evolved 
Um, you know, you, you've got obviously you're elite, but you know, your middle of the pack goalies are all much better than the middle of the pack goalies that used to be here. So uh, that's just the, the evolution of the game of, of goalies learning and getting better. You, you mentioned video. And uh, so like I got asked, like, are you a big video guy? Do you do a lot of preparation in terms of watching other teams and preparing for other teams? Uh, whether it's tendencies on the power play or how, like, how does video play a role in your game at this point? We've got a really good goalie coach that does all the video for us and he'll bring, you know, some guys really like to watch video. He'll just bring, you know, Hey, this team likes to throw pucks to the net. They like to do East West. This line in particular does this. I mean, so it's more of a verbal thing from the, the goalie coach who watches endless amounts of video. Um, you know, I don't need to sit there and watch video. I just, it's, it's, this is the general consensus of what, you know, X, Y, and Z players are trying to do. Um, you know, maybe they know the coaching staff and kind of their style of play. It's, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't look into it. It's, and then as far as watching video, it's more or less watching as many 1985 saves as you can make on video and, and make the saves and we laugh about them for the most part. Well, shout out to Mike Bales for having that video ready for you. One of the best. Um, you, you make a joke about the 1985 saves, but we saw, we saw. I don't know if it's quite 85, but like we saw one here in Vancouver the other night. And we had a laugh about it. Um, sort of straight up, Nabokov, old school, pads together, sharp angle, through JT Miller for a fit uh, on a dead angle shot. When you talk about watching video, I mean, these guys do, right? Like forwards are breaking down video of goaltenders or the goalie coaches are doing it for them. What do you think that conversation is like when they when they pull out a clip and Craig Anderson is stacking the pads or, or, or just standing straight up on dead angles? And is that a bit of a lost art in terms of how, you know, sometimes you don't always need to be in a reverse or a VH. You can, you can still stand up and take a few of those. Yeah, I think just having a variety of, of save selections is, is probably the best way to, to goaltend, I would say, these days. I mean, you said there's so much video. There's so many tendencies of guys, hey, when the puck's in the corner, this guy's in, in reverse VH. Here's, there's holes here, here, and here. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's some breakdowns on, on my game where, where they can exploit. And the best thing about it is I don't even know what I'm going to do next. So it's tough for someone that's pre-scouting you to say, hey, I know he's going to do X, Y, and Z because honestly, I, it's it's read and react and, and make the best choice possible for that time uh, to make the save. So um, I can do reverse, I can do uh, regular VH, I can do stand up. I don't I don't even know. I've heard this term panda out there, and I have no clue what it is. I've tried looking it up, and I've, I can't seem to figure it out. So um, if someone can, can steer me in the right direction on that one, that'd be great. So then I can incorporate that into my game. I'll send you a link. Cause it's a good story. I think you get a kick out of why it's named the Panda. So, um, they, uh, it's basically just a flattened out overlap. And when they went to make a name for it, they realized it looked like a Panda rubbing its ass against a piece of bamboo, the way the goalie has his butt on the post. And that's how they named it. So, um, we'll have to send you a link on that one. It's funny though. You, you, we, you say it like unpredictability in an era where goaltending has become somewhat similar from one goalie to the next, as much as there are strengths and styles, you know, like no two are unique. There is sort of a, a fingerprint element to each goaltender in terms of strengths and weaknesses. A lot of guys do look the same. Like, do you think like un- that unpredictability can be a big advantage for you at this point in terms of giving guys different looks, maybe on the same play? Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it, it's kind of a read and react. So, right. um, I guess it, you know, I know Marty Berdur back in the day used to give the whole side of the net 
forced the guy to shoot glove side and make himself look beautiful on the glove save. So, um, you know, that whole bait and switch thing was, was an art that he, he fine tuned and was able to do it to an expertise. So, um, you can, know, can that a, still apply? Like, or is that a lost art? Like, is that, can that even work in today's game with the skill and speed of guys, or can you still bait a little bit? Yeah. I think if you get beat with it, you look silly and that's just not a good look either. So I mean, right. you have to play honest as best you can. Um, there's certain situations where you, you know, I've seen it time and time again, where a guy tries to shoot high glove and fans on and goes five hole and, and every goalie will try to read the play or read the situation. So, I mean, it's not like the art's gone. It's just, you know, no goalie wants to be off his angle knowing, you know, if you get beat, um, you know, that you don't want that to be a tendency where the guy gets known as a cheater, uh, you know, in goalie terms, so to speak. Well, and you've got a half a million goalie social media experts that are willing to show you a video of how far you are off the angle. If it doesn't work, probably doesn't help. Yeah, I, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Everyone's got an opinion now. Everyone, you know, has has their way of doing it. Um, you know, what works for me is not going to work for, you know, 16 year old Johnny. And that's, that's just the nature of it. Um, I've gone through numerous goalie coaches and numerous drills and numerous different movements. And you try each one and, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You move on to the next. And that's, that's the nice thing about being at our levels. Um, you have the opportunity to, to try everything, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is if you stop the puck. Well said. Um, Eric Comrie's another new playing partner for you this year, a guy who probably, you know, is more on the technical side of things. What's it like, you know, to have a, a new partner like that? And I mean, Eric is, is a kid I, I've known for a while and I'm a big fan of in terms of just he wants to soak everything up. Um, what's that relationship been like and what's it been like to sort of have have, you know, be there with a guy who does things very differently? The, the Eric's been great. His work ethic is exponentially better than mine ever was, um, which is unbelievable. He's, he's first guy on the ice, last guy off, always doing extra, whether he's starting that night or not, he's always out there working. So that's, um, you know, a credit to his personality and his work ethic. Um, you know, he's got nothing but nice things to say about every single player he's ever met. I mean, we've kind of picked and, and prodded at, at different goalies and players and and he's like i said i've been trying to get him to say one bad thing about anybody <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> he can't do it like the guy's just got got such a, a nice uh, aura and a, and a nice personality and he finds the good in everybody and we've had some great conversations and uh his path has been very um unique you know very similar to my unique path as far as you know waivers different teams trying to find a place and get the opportunity and you know, he's in a perfect spot right now to, to have the opportunity to, to show what he has. He's at that age where he's kind of figured out the mental side of the game a little bit as well. So he's kind of gone through all the the bumps and bruises of a, of a goalie uh, in their young career. And now he's ready to kind of take that ball and run with it. So I'm excited to be around him. And he brings a good good aura, good energy that, that you know, when he's out on the ice 30 minutes early, not a good look when I show up right on time. So now I got to go out early and keep working on my game. So it's 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 been a good a good uh, good kind of teammate and a good you know um, bonding type thing that we've had as far as uh, you know anything that that can go um, our ways has kind of gone our way so far, and he's been a big part of that. And I'm looking forward to continuing to work with him and you know getting out on the ice early with him too. Uh, it's it's funny you mentioned mental game. I think that. From a very early age now, when I look at goalie coaching and, and youth sports, 
And I know, and I know you've got kids playing youth sports, maybe not hockey, but you know, like football and baseball, I think are big ones for, for, for your boys. The amount of sort of technical instruction that happens at a young age, like it just feels like it's off the charts. Um, and I'm not even saying it's a bad thing, like, um, but I, I do wonder about that mental side. Like, does it just take experience? Like you talked about the mental side with Eric. Does it just take experience and timing and figuring it out? Or are there things we should maybe be doing different to help kids or young goalies sort of, you know, get there a little sooner, maybe? Yeah, um, with, I guess in, in, it's managing your emotions, right? That's, that's the biggest thing. And, and, you know, to this day, you know, you're still good. There's going to be times in games where you can't manage it. And the older you get, the more experience you get in life, you manage your, you manage your emotions as a parent, you manage your emotions. The, the longer you're a parent, the better you manage your emotions with your kids. So, um, you know, I think that's the biggest message. Every, every student of the game is going to be different, right? Like one of my sons is picks up a baseball bat and can just hit the ball naturally. The other one really needs to be broken down and here's X, Y, and Z. Here's why you do it. And here's how you do it. And then he'll do it. He'll do it. Great. I'm very similar to X, Y, Z. Here's how we do it. Here's why we do it. And then move on. So every student, every player is going to have their own kind of uh, path as far as learning, you know, physical game, mental game. Um, some people may need to experience, some people may need to be told how to experience it. So, you know, so it's just on a case by case basis and you can give them guidelines, but you know, you got to figure out what works best for each player. And that's where our goalie coach comes in and that's, that's his job to kind of figure that out and, and, do what's best for each uh, individual. I'm curious if, you know, at, at this point in your career, if you had a chance, if you could hop in a time machine and go talk to, you know, first year pro Craig Anderson um, about that side of things, like what would be the advice? How would you make it resonate in terms of finding that ability to manage the emotions? You know, my first year pro was a rough one. I took the time that entire summer to sit down with a a sports psychologist and, and really realized that that was, I had a lot of holes in my game. One was my strength. The other was my mental side, but, um, it takes, it takes a lot of, I guess for me, it, it took a huge negative season or a huge kind of a season where you, you feel like you don't belong to kind of go, Hey, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, I've had those a couple of times in my career and, you know, how quickly can you bounce back? So I've always been told it's not what happens to you, but it's how you respond. So my response, uh, you know, has been been great um, to be able to allow myself to do this for a long time, and um, you know, some other people may not get the response that that gets them, you know, an extended career. Some people have that, um, you know, that that experience and have a negative response, and then they get tagged as a a negative player or a negative whatever, and, and they're not able to bounce back and get that second opportunity. I was very fortunate to have multiple opportunities. Um, you know, but again, it was the mindset of make the most out of the opportunity you have. You get set back, take three steps back to go five steps forward. I, I'm curious, do you still watch a lot of hockey? I mean, you've played it, played so much. Do you watch, do you watch games when you're not playing? Do you watch other teams? Like, do you watch other goalies? Is there anyone you love to watch still? Or are you more focused not on your usually, own game at this point? No. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, if I'm not, I'm just it's it's usually trying to follow the kids stuff. Uh, right. You know, I was they've got technology now to, to watch their stuff. So my time is split up mostly on that. And I don't know. I just, I don't find watching sports that entertaining. Um, I'd rather be doing than watching. Right. 
that's I guess that's why I'm still playing. That makes sense, and as I said, uh, especially with with all the youth sports, you got to watch. Still, I, I do. The other one I wanted to ask you was, you know, just being able to still play. I read that you know swimming was something you did a lot of this summer. If there's advice that you can share, not just like forget all these young. I saw Carrie Price today talking, you know, like to y- advice for young goaltenders on how to stay healthy long. Um, what about the rest of us, like that are trying to play beer league in our late forties, like? How do you keep healthy enough to play the position? Like, do you are you a cross training guy? I, like I said, the swimming. What's been your focus that's allowed you physically to keep going at this at this stage? Um, yeah, this most a lot of swimming is not a big. I don't like the bike. I don't like the run. Running's hard on the joints. Um, swimming seemed like it was the best total body workout, where you were kind of getting a workout, but you didn't really feel like you were getting a workout because it wasn't you know as strenuous as you know doing deadlifts and squats and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's something that I enjoyed to do. So it wasn't like a, you know, sometimes when you get dragged to the gym, you're tired, you don't feel like doing it. Like just jumping in getting in the pool was something that was enjoyable to me. And, and it kind of killed two birds with one stone. Um, the main thing has been as far as from the goalie is playing is find a, find a routine that, that, that opens up your hips and keeps your hips loose. Cause as soon as your hips start to go, you lose your butterfly and then your back starts to go and everything starts to compensate. So We've kind of found a, a nice routine here. We've got great staff in Buffalo here. Um, kind of great staff pretty much everywhere I've gone. But um, you know, kind of late in my career, I spent a lot of time on the table now. And I understand why Eddie Belfour was on the table all the time in Florida when I played with him. And you just you, ha- you have to take the time to make sure you're 100% mobile. More mobile than strong, I guess, at this age um, right. in your game where you, you need to be able to get into those positions, you know, whatever the, the, the game or save may call for and, uh, and not get hurt. So that's, that's been the main thing is just trying to find the flexibility and the range of motion and, and staying uh, limber. And it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of warm up time. It's been, you know, about an hour each day between tables and, and gym trying to get warmed up to the ice. So, uh, you know, as far as the old days of getting to the rink and throwing the gear on, it just doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, I know that sounds a lot like what Roberto Luongo was going through towards the end of his career. Just an you know an extended get the hips, get the body moving process, and and if you don't take care of it, uh, your body won't take care of you. So is it is it like last one? Is there like is it a blend of like yoga and stretching and like all kinds of different disciplines in there? Just to something that keeps those hips mobile. And I've I've had a lot of guys talk about that too. Like as much as it's a the whole body has to be taken care of for a goalie, it really is all about those hips. Yeah, it's it's a lot of soft tissue with the trainers, and then activation after that. So once you get them all nice and limber, then it's making sure that uh, they're activated and moving. So um, a lot of hip, uh, I guess they call them cars, where you're going through all the range of motion, uh, trying to fire the low back and and all the kind of the muscles in the core that, that hold everything in place. So one, if your hips are kind of staying in line and keeping that ball in socket uh, where it's supposed to be, is kind of what we're kind of working on and, and it seems to be working so far through the first uh you know six weeks of, of the season well here's to it working for another six years uh because i'm starting to have trouble imagining a national hockey league without craig anderson to bug at least once a year when you come through town and talk hockey uh i always enjoy it andy thank you so much for spending the time i know our audience will take a lot out of this um, just listening to you talk about the game and reading the game and how you take care of yourself, uh, it'll help. It'll help a lot of other goalies out there today. So thank you so much for the time. Yeah, no problem. Just shoot me a text this summer and just say one more year on it, and I'll laugh. hundred percent. You know it's coming now. All the best, Craig. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Have a good night. 
My favorite part of that is because I heard a, a goalie coach say one time about uh, uh, lower levels and a goalie was complaining, like, I can't believe I let that one. And he's like, they don't know where they're going. So how would you know where they're going to shoot? This is the opposite. Uh, Craig saying, uh, it, I don't know what I'm going to do. So they can't dial in on my predictability. So it's it's great for safe selection. And uh, what an interesting angle of it. You know what? Um, there, I think there's a value in unpredictability. There's a value in showing different looks. Now, obviously, you have to have your anchors. And, and you're, there are certain things you want to do in certain moments that give you the best chance. but and we saw it here in the with the JT Miller one I talked about. Like I talked to JT. I, now I can't remember if it was before or after I talked to Andy again for this interview. But I remember going in and talking to JT afterwards about that little exchange. Like he didn't, and he's just like he was. He was, and and people will be like, oh, like Craig just like it. Here's the thing: it's not just about making the save in that situation because JT wasn't trying to score from that angle. But by just going old school in the back off both pads together against the post and kick literally kicking it out with one of the one of the legs, he kicked the rebound out past JT Miller on the same side. When I talked to JT Miller, he was assuming Craig was going to go into reverse. He was trying to throw it off the pads and have it go into the middle. So it's not just the save, but it was the garbage second opportunity rebound in the middle of the ice that JT was trying to create that Craig prevented by showing a different look. So Robin Laners talked about it with me in Vegas. I know he's out right now, but in past years about, you know, unpredictability. We see John Gibson go sort of, you know, one knee down, half butterfly saves every once in a while. Like, I don't know that you can rely too heavily on that, but when you read the game as well as Craig does and have the ability to throw different looks, 100% there's value there. I saw Gibson make a toe-up pad save last week. Not toe-up glove save windmill that uh, that we do see a little more often, but a toe-up pad save knocking it up. That was unusual, and I I appreciated it very much. I saw Gibson get beat from the top of the circles on a wrist shot off the rush trying to go toe up and the shooter read it and went right between the legs. So this is the line. Listen, I love right. those saves too. And this I'm a big John Gibson guy, but this is where that you have to find that line. You know, Roberto Luongo, who I think we should should, you know, a couple weeks from the Hall of Fame here. Remember when we had him on um for I think it was for one of the segments on ingolmag.com where we did it with Hockey Cannon and then we, we were allowed to share the whole hour interview with him. He talked about one of his sort of non-negotiables is he hates the half butterfly. Like, give me a butterfly, create that seal and take away that space. So not everybody's on board with the different looks. Uh, and there are times where it might burn you. But for me, I, I, I love seeing it. And I love when you talk to guys about why they did it and find out there's a reason. I love talking to the shooters afterwards because they're like, what the f- just happened? And people can get all of this what the and what happened over at ingolmag.com. Uh, lots of stuff happening uh, with this uh, beautiful celebration that we have in November. Yeah, and we'll keep that up online. November 1st, International Goalie Day. Shout out to Paul Campbell, our own Paul Campbell for launching it. You know, that may have passed, but the free article will remain up. That free article celebrating, you'll see it. It has a picture of Plant and a bunch of stories around it, like teases for stories. Click that link, head in. If you haven't already, if you're not an Ingle Premium subscriber, this is your chance to check out um, what we're all about, like tips and drills, Carrie Bryce, Pro Reads, Carter Hart, um, Roberto Luongo, how to use windows on plays behind the net. Like we've got, we sort of touched a lot of different bases. Off ice with Maria Mountain and Adam Francilia. All there, 
all free, all unlocked for anyone to read, give you a taste of what we're all about at InGoal Premium. Make sure you check it out at InGoalMag.com. And this is the best part about uh, working with people like Kevin Woodley and David Hutchison. They're at the rink too. Woody, you got to get to the rink. I so, got to go. Skedaddle. Skedaddle. All right. There's uh, Kevin Woodley. Uh, thanks to uh, Cam over at the Hockey Shop, as well as Craig Anderson from the Buffalo Sabres for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. We can't wait to talk to you next week on In Goal Radio, the podcast. <laughs>